two reasons that you don't really know what you want. Number one, you have it. Number two, you don't know yourself because you never can. The Godhead is never an object of its own knowledge. Just as a knife doesn't cut itself, fire doesn't burn itself, light doesn't illumine itself. It's always an endless mystery to itself. I don't know. And this I don't know, uttered in the infinite interior of the spirit, this I don't know is the same thing as I love, I let go, I don't try to force or control. It's the same thing as humility. And so the Upanishads say, if you think that you understand Brahman, you do not understand. And you have yet to be instructed further. If you know that you do not understand, then you truly understand. For the Brahman is unknown to those who know it, and known to those who know it not. And the principle is that any time you, as it were, voluntarily let up control, in other words, cease to cling to yourself, you have an access to power. Because you're wasting energy all the time in self-defense. Welcome to the Victory Formation Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Anzio, scout, writer at Draft Diamonds, and the director of Pro Football Scouting and Evaluation at MFE. Elite Pro Days in Pittsburgh, May 2nd, Indianapolis, May 9th. Check out myfootballevaluation.com to register and get more info on all upcoming events. On this episode of the Victory Formation Podcast, I'm joined by Jeff Barnes, a cover two draft, to talk about some sleeper quarterback prospects for the NFL draft. Adam State, former Adam State and current arena Amarillo Venom, Defensive lineman R.J. Martin joins me. After that, I have a phenomenal interview with wide receiver, former Bethany, uh, wide receiver Jafar Thomas. Talk about his upcoming uh, pro day at MFE Elite Pro Day on May 2nd. He will be attending. And then finally, last but not least, I am joined by a 2020 NFL Draft sleeper quarterback himself, quarterback Peyton Kendrick. Western New Mexico University joins me to talk about his dreams of going pro. I thank you for listening to the Victory Formation Podcast. Stay safe. Hey, what's up, man? Jeff Barnes, cover two. Welcome to the Victory Formation Podcast. How are you, man? Hey, what's going on, man? Let me find out where I put these. Find out where I put these uh, notes I had. You so, got it. How are you making out, man? I'm all right, actually. I'm uh, sitting here working on the draft guy. Decided to grill at the same time, so I was done. The grill is done. I'm in the yard here, uh, ready to go with my laptop in front of me. Hi, you multitask. Well, that's the way to do it, man. Food, football, you got it all. Yeah. But we're going to talk about some uh, sleeper quarterbacks, man. I got an awesome sleeper quarterback on this edition. Uh, his name is Peyton Kendricks. He's uh, six foot, 220 pounds from Western New Mexico. I just had him featured in my Hidden Gems. A good-looking ball player. I tell you what, uh, gets the ball out quick within the two seconds, man. Uh you know, probably somebody like the Patriots would be interested in, or you know, uh, those teams that really want to get the ball out fast. I mean, that that that's really the way we're going with things nowadays. Absolutely. Uh, he's got really good ball placement and this and that. You know, I I think he, he's a good developmental guy, and 
You know, he could land somewhere like a arena. He's already getting some offers over in Australia and Europe and stuff, but he's getting some offers in, uh, you know, he's, he's a small school guy. Um, I don't know, any any small school uh, quarterbacks that are flying under the radar that you think we should be looking at right now? Oh, absolutely. You know, when you talk about small school quarterbacks, you got to talk about the Division Two player of the year, Roland Rivers from Slippery Rock. Yeah. Uh, you're talking about a 6'3 quarterback, over 200 pounds, uh, throws the ball well down the football field. You know, yeah, you want to get the ball out quick, but when you also want to be able to stretch the defense, he has that ability, he has the ability to get out of the pocket, buy time, and hurt you with his legs. He's not going to be the most dynamic runner at the next level, but he will be able to get out of the pocket, buy time, and run for yards. You know, if he has to scramble, but um, the guy that's mastered the scramble drill finds yards down the football field. You know, throws the ball well with anticipation to the intermediate levels. Still learning as far as reads, um, but overall, when you look at the arm talent, you look at the ability. He's the guy that started out at Valdosta State before he transferred to Slippery Rock. Uh, he had a shoulder injury, and. Um, I, I think this kid has what it takes to compete the next level. Yeah. Slippery Rock's got some good prospects coming out of there the last several years. Um, and I've been hearing really good things about the quarterback. So, uh, yeah, you think he's got a chance of landing in the camp somewhere? Or? I think so. I think um, it's, I think if he's going to end up in a camp, it's going to be a team that's uh, in that area. Uh, I think the hard part for him will be teams that are out of that area that don't have as many scouts over there are not going to get the look at them. And as much as I'm going to have a guy, every team's going to get a copy of the guy who's going to send it out to every scout that I know. So he'll be known. It's just the fact of the matter is if they haven't been heavily looking in that area, they're not going to know. And of course, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Pittsburgh Steelers, those teams that are in that area, the Giants, the Jets, they all have scouts over there in the PSAC that'll see the stick. If they want to give them a shot, by all means, they're going to give them a shot to come to a rookie camp. Um, I just haven't heard any buzz about them since the uh, season. I didn't see them at any uh, all-star games, so I'm pretty sure that the, the, uh, the buzz has been pretty low. I know we did put something out on them on Cover2Draft.com that got a lot of hits. But uh, overall, this young man, I mean, he's talented enough to play at the next level. The question is, will we get the opportunity? Well, I'm, I'm surprised, not only just at the uh, smaller school level and the FCS level, as well as some of these JUCO guys, but, I mean, even if you look at the FBS level and some of, some of the bigger colleges, there's some sleepers because, uh, you know, you got guys that maybe were out uh, injured their senior year or, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, just just flew under the radar because of that and you know i mean that's hard you know in a small school that that could be the death of you but yeah when you're looking at fbs i mean normally someone like uh let's say this guy like mike dare or sam houston state mm-hmm. a guy he was uh i believe he was injured his senior year and that's why he's not you know i mean people know about him um you know they know about him but he's not like uh you know he doesn't have a draftable grade on him you know, he might be brought in as a priority type of free agent. I think he winds up in some type of camp, um, whether it's NFL or CFL. Uh, he's going to wind up somewhere. Uh, the, the guy had, uh, you know, he, he started. He's a 6'5", 225. He's got a good arm. Uh, another dual threat. There's a lot of dual threat quarterbacks in this mm-hmm. threat. Uh you know, as a junior, he had 748 yards and five touchdowns and, and however many yards running. But because his senior year, it just threw him under the radar. At uh, As a true freshman, he went to Rutgers University. And as a true freshman, he had 1,970 yards and 15 touchdowns before he transferred over to Lackawanna College and then eventually out to Sam Houston State before getting injured. So, mm-hmm. uh I mean, he has, you know, you got to look at his whole body of work. And if you look at him, another guy gets rid of the ball right away. He doesn't take the sack. Um, can scramble, get out of the way, pick up yards with his legs if need be. But at the same time, uh, I think he looks best, you know, sitting back and throwing the ball in the pocket. 
And I think a lot of, a lot of teams that are, that are heavy pass teams, whether it's the Saints or, um, you know, a team that just get rid of the ball uh, really fast in their system, um, you know, he's perfect for. And I, I've seen a, quite a few guys like that. And um, any guys like that, you, you feel just uh, flying under the radar. They, 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 they got good pocket presence. They get the ball out really fast type, type of players. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, we could talk about the small school guys and, and we could talk about some of the guys that are underappreciated at the um, at the FBS level. Uh, one of the kids um, that I'm seeing, and I'm looking at my notes on him right now, is um, Brian LaWork from uh, Michigan State. Oh yeah, you know, and here's a guy who, when you look at him, to me, he doesn't scream next level stars, but he screams a guy that's going to be that steady backup. That if he has to come in when your starter is out, he's going to keep your team in games. He's going to give you a chance to win. He doesn't have the special arm talent, and his consistency can be sketchy at times. But if you give him a, a, a solid game plan with talent around him and protection. Here's a guy that's going to help you win football games. And, and in the NFL, we talk about a, a lot of things. One thing you have to talk about is when your starter goes down, what plan do you have? You know, signing a guy midseason has not worked for many teams. So having that guy in house is a big thing. And here you have yeah. the ability to draft a guy, bring him into your system, let him learn, and he can be that long term fixture behind your starter. You know, I think the best thing that ever happened to Matt Schaub was after he tried to bounce around at the starter for many years, he just settled into Atlanta behind Matt Ryan and said, whenever he goes down, I'm there for you. <laughs> it kept him in the league for how many years? Because plain and simple, having a comfortable backup just says, you know what, it's best for me to be here ready to go than it is to bounce around looking for a job year after year. Yeah, I mean, there there are some really good guys flying under the radar. I mean, you're talking about Michigan State, and and, and he's flying under the radar. And then, you know, if you dig a little deeper, man, uh, you know, there's a guy who's coming out to our event, I think, on May 2nd, uh, you know, as far as I know right now, um, Chase Forcade, mm -hmm. uh, quarterback uh, out of Nichols State. Mm -hmm. um, this is a kid that passed for over 12,000 yards. In, in his college career and over a hundred plus touchdowns or something like that. I mean, just, just ridiculous numbers. Um, I mean, just him alone is going to get some scouts out. Um, we know he has some interest uh, in him particularly because, you know, and, and that he also a very low uh, interception. Uh, I don't remember exact number, but uh, uh, touchdown interception ratio was, was really good. Mm -hmm. um, that's what you're seeing with some of these guys. That's something I look for a lot. Um, even in a guy like uh, Jared Gerbino from Dartmouth. Absolutely. This yeah. is this is a two-time Ivy League second team all-conference player. He passed for 940 plus yards, nine touchdowns, and he only had two INT all of his 2019 senior season. So uh, you know, that's the type of guys that, you know, when you talk about a reliable backup or you, your guy goes down and, and, and you're down to the bare necessities and this guy's got to get brought up from the practice squad. These are the types of people you want around because they're not making a lot of mistakes. They're getting a the ball out of their hands. You don't have to worry about them taking sacks or getting a lot of injuries or anything. And they're not going to throw a lot of picks, man. Absolutely. And if you want to continue with the Ivy League guys, Kurt Rawlings from Yale. This is a yeah. highly underappreciated quarterback. I know he was supposed to be at the Shrine game when I was there and he backed out. But um, overall, you talk about a quarterback who, once again, we don't have the greatest arm. You know, he's not going to give you that spectacular arm, but he finds ways to compete with what he has. He's highly intelligent, understands uh, when he's in the pocket, you know, what his options are. He's not going to scramble for a lot of yards, but he's going to get out of that pocket by time. And when things break down, he finds a guy that's open. Um, because he's highly intelligent, you know, intelligent enough to handle the play, any playbook to throw out. He's not going to be the kind of guy that's going to get overwhelmed when, when it comes to understanding the playbook. So here's another young quarterback. Um, and we could talk about him. We could talk about Ryan Stanley from Florida A&M. 
you know, is a guy I've been yeah. very high on for years, and is a guy who has the arm talent, um, who has the size. Um, unfortunately for Ryan Stanley, it comes with peaks and valleys with accuracy and some crucial, crucial interceptions late in games last year. But that's, yeah, you know, and that's one of the things that kind of hurt him is. If you've seen any of the Christine Cookman's the past games the past two years, here's a guy who's been in those games either winning or trailing just by one with a chance to win at the end of the game, and unfortunately, an interception doomed him. And it's been one of those things that's happened back to back years, so it's kind of you know, getting that stigma of can win, but mm. can't win the close one. And unfortunately, that's not something you want to take into the pros, but if you look at his body of work, his body of work speaks a lot better than that. The team has had a winning record as a starting quarterback, so it's not like he's, yeah. you know, finishing slightly above or at 500. The team is winning. He's just unfortunately had some close games that were big for them, rivalry games that just didn't go his way at the end. And unfortunately, it came down to his arm trying to win the game. But he has the ability to play at the next level. But the, you know, and he's not like I said. We're not looking at the Pro Bowl. We're looking for a guy that's going to come onto your roster and contribute in whatever way you need him to contribute. And if we're going to keep going after the guys that are, are keep failing in spot after spot, give me this young guy that wants to learn, that wants to be there, that's going to do the work to stay in that quarterback room and learn and compete when I need him to compete. And that's what Ryan Stanley is. Yeah, I mean. It, it's amazing that some of these guys are flying on the radar. I mean, you mentioned Kurt Rawlings, uh, another guy from Yale that uh, I know uh, a couple other scouts and coaches have mentioned to me uh, are big fans of his um, flying under the radar. Um, another kid, you know, there's a, there's a bunch of FCS guys uh, flying under the radar this mm-hmm. year. Uh, who was it? Ryan Boyles, I believe, Indiana State. You know, he's coming off an injury. Mm-hmm. Uh He's had injury play. That team was good when he was healthy. Um, good-looking player. Uh, when he went down, things started, you know, uh, they, they had they had to shuffle around different quarterbacks. But there's a lot of good uh, – there was a young man, I believe, uh, he was at – was he at the FCS Bowl, uh, the quarterback from uh, Ottawa of Kansas? I believe so. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. Um Connor Kagey, I believe his last there name. There was a Canadian quarterback then, but I'm trying to remember which school. Hey, six listed at six 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 seven. He says on the you know they're pushing that about six six two hundred twenty five pounds, big arm man. This dude, he's got good pocket presence. You know he can throw the big ball. He throws it with good accuracy. Um, you know, uh, get, gets his feet nice and set in the pocket, uh, gets the ball out pretty quick himself. Uh, had 4,000, uh, almost 600 yards, career yards, 51 touchdowns and only six INTs in just two seasons. Add another 850 fish, uh, 855 rush yards to that. So, I mean, this is one of my favorite kids. He's a high-character guy, really nice guy. Uh, I featured him in one of my draft uh, diamond articles. And uh, You know, if you need a backup and, and you're just looking for that free agent and that priority, I mean, why not? He's got the good size. He's got the arm. Uh, he, he's run. You know, he's got dual threat ability. He gets the ball out quick. And nobody's talking about this KD kid. Uh or people could go check him out on Twitter. Twitter, it's Connor Keggs, I believe it is on Twitter. And go check him out. He's got some really good highlights, and and I, I'm really surprised he's he's flying under the radar so far because it's not like uh, you know sometimes guys like that fly under the radar because they're a little short or something. No, that's that's not the situation at all. He's he's good size. He's got good tape. And I mean, what else could you do in a matter of two years? Really, put on a show put on a show there uh, Ottawa, Kansas. I thought it was Canada too, but apparently it's in Kansas. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> there was a Canadian quarterback there, but he was out of Manitoba. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's usually a good Canadian quarterback. Well, absolutely. Or absolutely. I, I was uh, very high on Michael O'Connor out of uh, British Columbia last year in Toronto. Toronto oh, yeah. him. I think the kid had all the I know the uh, Seahawks brought him in um, and he didn't have the greatest rookie camp. And I think that was a blessing in disguise. I think he would have been wasted in Seattle, honestly. But I think uh, 
I think he ended up where he needs to be. Uh, and the Argonauts love him up there. He got them playing time this year during, uh, during the season. So I think he's gonna, he got his feet wet. He's going to continue to grow. And overall, I think that's the best path for him. Well, I think that's what's going to happen with uh, Connor Kagey over here. He, uh, I think he already has some CFL interest. Uh, uh, he was actually going to a CFL tryout, I believe. I don't know what's going on now, but uh, we're trying to get him out to the event because he's a good-looking quarterback, and uh, we believe he'll bring out some scouts as well. And you know, he's going to get a look up north, and, and he's going to. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a look from from the NFL too. How about any uh, like? Um, Real mobile guys, you know, uh, some really athletic guys that flying under the uh, radar. Oh, of course, there's the thing we have with Buffalo mobile quarterbacks, but one uh, I saw him when, first when I was in New York. Got a good look at him uh, since I've been down here uh, several times, and Tevious um, Williams. The Phil Cookman, and they talk about another taller quarterback. Um, still not, he's still raw as a passer for me. I think there's a lot of room for growth with him. Um, I think once again, you're talking about a guy who's still learning how to play the position, um, whose athleticism was utilized more than the ability to, to scan the field um, and make big throws down the field. Um, Although I think that's one of his weaknesses is deep ball accuracy. But overall, he's talking about a guy that can get out of the pocket, hurt you with his legs. Um, he has some speed to beat you on the scramble. Um, he's a big boy. Uh, he's over six foot. Now, the one thing about him, another negative about him is he's, he's only a buck 85. I know he struggles to get to the 200 pound mark. Um, so that's going to be one of the things where He's going to need some body development because he's going to, if he's going to be an NFL quarterback. He's got to take a pounding, and at that weight, he will not. But um, he's talking about a guy who can get the ball out quick, throws the ball with some accuracy underneath, uh, struggles with deep ball accuracy, um, and that's something that's got to improve. And I think part of that is technique. Um, but when you look at him, he's, uh, he's that prospect. You think of a guy... At a bigger school a couple of years ago, Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs is that big athletic yeah. kid that can throw the football, but was very raw. Tevious Williams is of the same mold, you know. But this kid doesn't get rattled when a situation gets big. He actually steps up. So that's one of the things about him that I really like the most. Despite all of the negatives, the positives are potential. But the one thing that you can see right away is when it comes down to the uh, crucial points of the game, he steps up. Well, that's it, man. This is a good, you know, this is a good topic. We're going to probably come back to this topic because, you know, I got a bunch of guys I still want to talk about as well. Uh, you know, down the road, I'm going to get a couple of them on the show as well. I got a young man from uh, Indianapolis College, uh, I believe it is, uh, TJ Edwards. I'm going to be digging into some of his tape. He's coming out to the event. Um, young man, I, I am uh, very, very high on. Uh, you know, I, I did a write-up on him uh, for, for Draft Diamonds. It was uh, Riley Neal from Vanderbilt. Mm -hmm. uh, 6'5", 218. Had uh, almost 1,600 yards this year. As a senior, nine touchdowns, just five interceptions. Over his career, he had almost 1,500 rush yards as well. So, again, another dual threat. We're getting a ton of those. And, um, you know, and, and there's just, like, so many more to get to as far as sleeper quarterbacks. And then when you go to O-line, there's a ton as well. Um, tight end, you know, we could probably do that in one show. Running back, I think uh, I think we could get a couple uh, – we get a couple of shows out of the running backs too. I got a big running back show coming up with like three or four of them on the same show. I honestly could have put six of them on there because they all came at the same time. So. But I ain't complaining. There's some good people, man. I love the running backs. And, you know, we got some good running backs this year too. But uh, any other any other quarterbacks you want to shout out or uh, anything you got coming out well, you want to plug? I mean, let me know. Um... Kind of lost my page here, but I mean, 
I mean, there are plenty of quarterbacks still when you're talking about, uh, you know, Khalil Tate uh, from Arizona. Um, he's a kid that, once again, we talk about dual threat. Uh, still developing as a passer. Uh, DeAndre Francois from Hampton is another one. Former Florida State quarterback. Oh, yeah. Transferred to Hampton. And um, once again, I think for him, it's, it's going to be about... He's going to be comfortable in whatever role he finds himself in at the next level. I think some people may look to move his position. Um, some people may look at him as a quarterback and give him a shot as a, as a camp on. But, I mean, you just got to take the, the opportunity as it comes. Uh, I know Tom Flacco is another name being thrown around um, as well. So Yeah. Uh, as well. Yeah, he's more athletic Absolutely. than he's he's not more. Uh, Joe you know, so it, it's one of the best things for him is that he's that athletic, you know, because they're not going to expect him to sit back there in the pocket and, and be able to survey the field. They're going to want to move him around. I mean, since he's that athletic, he still keeps the zone read game. Yeah. So um, this, those things work to his advantage. He's He's another sleeper that's flying under the radar. There's quite a few, uh, you know, even a couple that were at the uh, uh, Shrine game. I believe they didn't all get invited to the Combine. Uh, we've seen, what's his name? Fink didn't get invited, I don't believe. Uh, James Morgan did, which was good. Absolutely. You know, James Morgan had Absolutely. a good year. He deserved um, it. I know, um, you know, the kid from North Texas. Didn't get a combine invite, and once again, it's yeah. about a smaller quarterback. Yeah. Actually, pretty high on my QB list this year. Um, yeah. yeah, I wrote him up early. Uh, think Mason Fine. Mason Fine. I'm sorry, Mason Fine. Yeah, I wrote him up on Hidden Gems. I mean, it had to be six mm-hmm. months ago. You know, I I, I see. Yeah, I have oh, I have Mason Fine on my list, and I'm going to throw some names at you that he's higher than, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of national guys that do not have him higher than, than these guys, and th- some of these guys I really like, some of these guys I think they're okay, all right, um, I'll tell you right now, there he is, all right, so I have him higher than Tyler Hundley, okay, I have him higher than... Um, Believe it or not, Jacob Eason. I have him higher than Eason. I have him higher than Montez. All right. I have him higher than um, Kelly Bryant, Nate Stanley, Cole McDonald. Of course, I have him higher than Lorca. I have him higher than Patterson. Yeah, Patterson. he kind of—I don't know—he looked good, and then at, towards the end of the year, I started to I, sour I, on him. A I was bit. really high on Shea Patterson when he first became the starter at Ole Miss, and it's kind of been the thing where I have not seen the growth in him. Even when he got to Michigan, I did not see the growth in Shea Patterson, and that's kind of been down from. I mean, for him, it's the streakiness that is the biggest problem for him. That he can go from hot to cold at any second when it comes to accuracy. When it comes to decision making, uh, he just is not a consistent player, and it's plagued him for the past couple of seasons at Michigan, where he was expected to grow. Well, I mean, you know, that's the thing. I mean, he started out; he was a, he was a guy I really liked, and then and then towards the end of the year, I see him making a lot of mistakes in, in, in the big games. And, you know, I, I think he's got a lot of potential, and, 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 you know, if he lands in the right place, he could be, you know, he could be a good backup or whatever. I just don't know if I see the starting potential in him. And some of these smaller school guys, uh, I, I do. If they could just get the right things behind, you know, if they could get behind the right line and, and have some good weapons, I mean, sky's the limit for some of these guys, uh, especially a guy like Mason Fine, who looked good in, in, yeah. in you know, in many situations, looked, including the Shrine game, the I thought he looked came out there was shot throwing the football from the pocket and outside the pocket. He actually had some really good moments that made you wonder, you know, you know, you know, 
you know, when you saw his film, you saw those good things, you, you wondered, could he do it at the next level? Here he is against pro-level guys, and he looked just as comfortable throwing the football from the pocket. So that impressed me, you know, and the guy I had as my top uh, small school quarterback coming into the season that is all the way down to number 20 on my overall quarterback list is Nick Cayano. And, and that was a that was a kid that I came and I was very high on this year, and he plateaued so bad this year that it dropped him so far. And I, I it just and I saw so many things previous years. I said, okay, this kid's gonna be great when he gets to this year, and it just did not happen. And, I, and I'm wondering, you know, what's gonna happen with him, you know, as far as his workouts, because I've heard no buzz about him since the season, you know, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, well, that happens too, you know, and, and you know, that, that's like this kid right here. Uh, this was the kid I was thinking about. I got mixed up with Ryan Boyle. But no, I mean, Ryan Boyle was Indiana State, but Peyton Houston yeah. was Missouri State. Now, I've covered both these, you know, and, and Missouri State, which had a horrendous year, uh, you know, they haven't been doing pretty good for, for several years now. Um, looked mm-hmm. good when Peyton Houston was in. Uh, he was a good. Good looking player. I remember saying his name a lot. I remember writing him down a lot. He was he was throwing touchdowns. He was having three hundred yard plus games, and you know he got injured and it was all downhill from there. And they didn't have a ton of weapons to begin with. You know Chase Forkade. Uh, yeah, he's another one. You know, like I said, twelve thousand yards on three touchdowns. You know he's only six foot, one hundred ninety pounds, so he's a little bit smaller. Uh, but he can hustle around. He can get out of the way. Uh, also, that kid from James yeah. Madison, uh, Danucci, is another Former one that, that I was taking a look at. Uh, yeah, Pitt Panther did very well there. I think he was better than, than the kid they just had at Pitt, um, who's graduating this year as well. Um, I think they should have kept yeah. him around, honestly. He got caught up in a couple of different things. One was the regime change. The other thing was uh, the bad film. Uh, kind of gave a reputation of he just wasn't going to make it at, at, at Pitt. And I think he realized he said, you know, it's time to go elsewhere. Uh, and good for him. He went to Madison and he did his thing. You know, it was actually better for him to leave Pitt than it was to stay. See, I'm not sure. Even, even with him at Pitt, I'm not sure if it would have worked out the way that he wanted it to. Well, you know, I hope to get him out. He had a good he had a good season with James Absolutely. Madison. Had a heck of a year, and uh, you know, in general, that, that team is on the on the upswing, and they're producing some talent. They also had an awesome wide receiver coming out of there. But you know, there's a bunch of other uh, quarterbacks that I'm going to be jumping into some more film on as well. I'm sure you will be as, as well. So we'll we'll get back to quarterbacks, and we'll, we'll get into running backs next. And I appreciate you coming on the Victory Formation Podcast, man. Just talking and sharing info. I mean, that's what we scouts are here for. You know, you know, we've been sitting here, sitting here, holding on to it for ourselves. Exactly, man, I love it. So I'm glad we're getting it out there. Well, there's plenty of them out there, so it ain't gonna, you know. I could put out one every day of the Absolutely. week, and there'd still be guys left over. So it never get old, man. So thanks again, man. You Have too, a good night. Care. Stay safe out there, brother. Hello, R.J. Martin. What's up? What's going on, man? I got R.J. Martin, defensive tackle, uh, most recently from the Amarillo Venom Arena. How you doing tonight, man? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? Hey, hanging in there, man. Just uh, trying to keep a low profile. Uh, I hear you. Stay out of the uh, public, man. Take the back roads. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> So, man, coming from a small school like Adams State, man, we've talked before, but, uh, you know, what was that like last year? You came out of um, Adams State, and um, you know, just tell me a little bit about your, your college experience. Um, yeah, you know, like you said, coming from a smaller school, um, you know, it was just uh, it was better for me. It was a better fit for me. It uh, allowed me to really focus just on school and football. 
still enjoy college. Still had a great time. Um, I knew coming out of a smaller school that I'd have to put in more work, um, really like ball out, things like that, show up on film. So I already knew that uh, going into it, necessarily coming out. Because when I was uh, playing like freshman year, sophomore year, all the way to my senior year, I wasn't really focused on necessarily going to the league. Um, I just wanted to focus on the moment and ball out and, uh, you know, let everything kind of take its course. So um, coming out of college, I kind of already had that chip on my shoulder that I had to prove myself. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not easy coming from a small school and especially in the area you're from, it's hard to get recruited out of. And then after you got out of there, when, when, when did you have your injury again? You had an injury, was uh, senior season or? Yeah, it was in, it was like early in the season, early in my senior season. So you were trying to heal from all that. Uh, and uh, take us through that a little bit. Uh, after you got done with school, you're trying to heal up from an injury. And uh, what made you keep going, man, and, and finally get your opportunity now? Well, so... I heard it early in the season, and you know I'm one of those players. I I could play through, you know, being hurt, you know, what I'm saying the injury, things like that. So I just did what I could do in the in treatment every day, making sure I was right for the game. And uh, you know, after the season, uh, that's when I started getting some attention and things like that um, for the next level, some uh, combine invites, things like that. And I kind of got in contact with you then. Um, started getting an article so then I was like okay let me uh, you know start training for uh, combines and things like that but my shoulder was pretty banged up and uh, it wouldn't allow me to so I ended up going to Denver to uh, see a specialist they said I tore my labrum from the all, from the back all the way to the front so I definitely had to get surgery um, it was a rough recovery, um, took a lot of time, uh, a lot of ups and downs, but I pushed through, you know, I have a very big and um, impactful support system and they helped good. me through it all. Good, good. And, uh, you know, then I, I just was really just focusing on just getting back and really just being better. So I wasn't really thinking about being the same player. I wanted to be a better player. So it was kind of just like me resetting my whole body, my whole mental and things like that. Well, man, I seen you training and you were training hard, man. And I, you know, seen you get better every week. Um, and, and you never got down on yourself about the injury. And I got to give you props for that. Definitely. Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, how did this uh, Amarillo Venom, uh, I guess, opportunity present itself to you? So um, I was actually reached out uh, by a gentleman named Adam, and he has a few um, players that he has like a platform. He puts a few players on and things like that. So he asked me if uh, I would want him to put my film on his uh, website. I said, yeah, that's cool. And then, oh, Adam Rising? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know Corey. Yeah, he's supposed to come out to the event, man. Nice guy. Definitely good guys. So they, uh, he asked me. I said, yeah. And then um, the coach, Coach Reese, from the Amarillo Venom, had got in contact with him, and he wanted to speak with me. So I talked to the head coach, you know, kind of thought about it, sat on it. And um, also was uh, had a tryout uh, with the BC Lions at the end of March. Or really, it was supposed to be uh this last sunday but you know i got with everything happening they canceled it but um so it was just a good everything kind of just felt right i liked coach reese um i kind of really just uh thought it was a good fit for me and a good move for me really to move on uh and get filmed really uh so yeah then uh made that move down there for a little bit throughout camp Oh, that's great. Yeah, and then you got started. How, how much practice were you able to get in before uh, you had to stop? We pretty much uh, made it throughout camp. Good, good. Yeah, like our first game was this weekend, so we pretty much made it throughout camp. Yeah, so hopefully maybe, you know, uh, 
don't know. Is it canceled or is it just postponed? <clears throat> I, right now, it's just a uh, postponed. All right, good. So you, you know, you got the idea. Keep your head in the tape. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Play, and and you'll be able to jump back in without a problem. Yeah, the whole team is still locked in. Everybody's still uh, very focused. So yeah, we'll definitely be good. Good man, good. And and I, I want to give you an opportunity also. Uh, uh, tell any uh, GMs or scouts or, or coaches, anyone that's listening, uh, what does R.J. Martin bring to their team if it's NFL, XFL, NFL, whatever it is? Um, you know, just any team that takes a chance on me is going to get a hardworking, coachable athlete. You know, um, I, I, can, I feel like I can play in many spots on the field. I feel like I could be effective on a team in many different ways offensively, defensively, special teams. Um, you know, I, I'm a leader by heart. I work into that role. Um, so it's pretty much, I, I got a lot of things ready for a team because I've been ready for an opportunity. So um, a team is definitely going to get a, a lot of good, positive things from me. Absolutely. And, and you're a versatile defensive lineman too, you know, uh, you play inside. You can be moved outside. You got some good quickness for your size. Uh, you got good size, which you know they look for in the middle a lot. So, uh, you know, D line is still needed, and it's going to be a tough year to try to put together these rosters with everything going on and 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 a short draft season and everything basically. So, you know, like I tell everybody else, just stay ready because the opportunity could present itself at any time. And, you know, you could go from, from where you are now and, and even move up even more. But uh, if you have any social media you want to plug, uh, go for it, man. Uh, yeah, uh, my social medias, um, my Facebook, this is RJ Martin. Um, my, and in my Instagram is uh, 92 Problems. Uh, so, yeah, they people can find me on there. I'm also on Twitter. Uh, so yeah, definitely reach reach out to me, follow me. Uh, I'll be I'm posting more workout videos now that I'm back home. More training things going on, so I'm definitely getting ready for any opportunities presenting themselves. Awesome man, R.J. Martin. You can check him out on the uh, Amarillo Venom this year. And uh, it was great having you on the Victory Formation podcast, man. Have a good night. And be safe, man. All right, I appreciate it. Thank you, you too. All right, thanks, man. Hello, J.F.R. Thomas. Hello, hey, how you doing, Matt? Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Victory Formation Podcast. Yeah, appreciate it. Beautiful. How I got you doing? Dick. Doing good, man. Doing good, man. Hanging in there, man. Just a little, uh, little quarantined at the moment, basically. Right, right. Kind Very of, quarantined. <laughs> a little, little, little shut off, but... Man, basically, we got J. Far Thomas, Bethany College, 2019 class. Uh, your senior season, man, you had 1,100 yards, 1,100 plus yeah. yards, and 15 right. touchdowns. Uh, right. Take me through a little bit of your senior season. What was that like? Uh, it was very big for me, you know, especially from switching from running back to receiver. You know, it was my first year fully playing running back. I mean, you know, a fully playing receiver, even though I played like running back and receiver during my years of uh, playing offense. But it was big for me, you know. Uh, it was definitely a big transition. Uh, I worked very hard. Like, I actually, you know, I started, I stayed at school a lot, like over the summers, like over my last few years. Uh, so I just worked really hard on, like, you know, the different techniques and stuff as far as being a receiver. And then it basically, yeah, I feel like it worked out. No, it worked out a lot. Oh, it looks like it, man. As far as yardage and touchdowns, it worked out very well. And what would yeah, you I say? Yeah, I thought it was good. And what would you say your best game was there uh, as a senior, man? As a senior, uh, honestly, uh, I it, I scored a lot of times like each game, so I can't really say I had the best game, but. I really enjoyed my senior year, I can say that. 
Well, what, you know, what was the best uh, maybe uh, team win? The best team win. Um, I would say when we played McPherson. We played McPherson, and uh, we it was big. That was a big game because that night uh, we were supposed to play at nighttime. Yeah, and it rained a lot, so they 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 uh, switched the game to a Sunday. So that was cool. They switched the game to a Sunday morning game, and we won. So it was cool. That's good. That's a big rivalry for you. Uh, I won't say it's a big rivalry, but they definitely down the road so it was a big game for us like we had to bring it home <laughs> beautiful beautiful and, and what were some of the players you really liked growing up uh wide receivers or, or other players it don't matter uh you know of course gotta love randy moss man randy oh, yeah. moss terrell owens ocho cinco you know they got that swag everything they bring a lot to the game Oh, uh, I like Stefan Diggs a lot. I like, uh, man, there's so many. I could go on for days, to be honest. Oh, like, they amazing players. I used to really watch uh, Stedman Bailey, you know, before he got his little injury and stuff. I feel like he was a good receiver. I love, uh, dang, what's his name? Uh, Chris Rainey from the, that played for Florida. I watched a lot of his film. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta watch Deion Sanders. And all of them, even though he played defense, but he played some offense too. So that you know, well, they got some good ones in. coming out this year too. Uh, you know, a yeah, yeah, lot of favorite class, uh, a lot of speed. Uh, we see, yeah, for sure. You know, so you'll have some competition there, man, at the MFE Elite Pro Days, and you're going to be coming out May second, and basically, I can't uh, wait, man. Uh, how are you preparing yourself for that, and? Uh, what, what should we expect to see from you? I've been preparing a lot. You know, uh, it's been a lot going on as far as this virus thing and all of that. So, you know, everybody's been quarantined in the house, but, you know, still in the house workouts. You, uh, you know, it, uh, we're able to come out during the day here in New Jersey. Uh, they have, like, a curfew from, like, 8 to 5 in the morning, like, 8 p.m. to 5 in the morning. So, But people still be outside, but I, I try to, you know, get outside, do some running, you know, uh, practice a lot of my 40 and stuff and just do different things like that you know work on the, the little things that's what matters the most so I just try to stay focused you know there's so much going on yeah man it's hard but you know you do the best you can you know I was just talking about this with your teammate Christian Cavanis you know you gotta do whatever you can man you're jumping over laundry baskets or uh, yeah, you man, know you gotta run up the stairs <laughs> yeah, for real. You got to do whatever you got to do, man. And the journey has been amazing. You know, everybody has their own, you know, routes and, you know, different different ways they, they go in life. And I feel like it's it's going to all work out on, in the end. So, you yeah, got to stay focused, man. That's all I, that's been real big on that. Stay focused, stay clean mentally, physically. Uh, you know, eat clean. It, it's all about all that right now. Uh, yeah, and I get a lot of time to prep too. You know, before the, you know, before the uh, the pro day and and different stuff like that. You want, you know, you got to impress the scouts, and so I'm looking forward to running a good time and you know, giving my all. So hopefully, I get that call and get get on the field. So what I can do? Cause I can play, man. Definitely, love this game. Definitely. I'm excited to see you, man. I'm excited to see you coming back, uh, you know, after the injury, man. You, you you came back strong, and now you're ready to really show what you got. Yeah, and I've been feeling great, too. Hasn't Nothing has been bothering me, so that's that's really good. And I'm just in a good space, you know? Mentally, good. I'm just... Mentally and physically, that's all I've just been trying to do is stay in a good space because, you know, it's it's not easy. You know, but you just got to work hard. Do the best you can, man. And you just keep working and keep routine going. And and you get through it, man. What makes Jafar Thomas a good fit for an NFL camp? Man, you're going to get a leader. 
You're gonna get a, a person. I'm going. I'm playing to the whistle. You're going. I I give my all every play, full speed. I'm I'm a great listener. I'm I'm willing to do anything for the team. I'm not selfish. I I play any position, special teams. I'm not really big. I, I'm big on playing. You know, I like to score and different things like that. But I'm willing to do. I play anything, defensive line, like whatever. <laughs> I'm willing to do anything. <laughs> like, I don't care what I gotta do, man. Yeah. I just you just want to be you know, playing offense, special teams. You'll be able to do something. Uh, yeah, you know, anything, you anything. Do. You know. And it, it's not even. And it's, for me, it's not even about the money. And just that I, I believe I'm 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 able to do this. This is what I love to do and you know, I wanna push forward, you know, to pursue it. Oh, well what's your what's what's your favorite thing about the game? Man, it's exciting, man. Like you it's a whole different type of rush. Especially at the big games and you gotta really, you know, show up and you you really out there just balling, you locked in. And it's just it, it's always been a a way to like you away from everyone, so everybody's watching you. Do what you got to do, man. Like it's amazing the way people react, and you know, really look forward to like the, the support and it's just the preparation for the game to get to the game is is amazing too. The process of you know, just working hard to be great is. That's what that's what I really love about the game, you know. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of people. You know, you got to be able to uh, really focus in and rise above the rest. Uh, it's it's, that, it's great cop. That's all I'm. That's all I'm just trying to do. Just get around the right people. Just be able to focus. We all locked in, and we you know we doing our thing. You know, and then it's 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 about being a team at the same time. So if you could be that guy on the practice squad. That's helping them out, helping them get better. Everything. It doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, for sure. And, uh, and with that, I'll say, uh, what what what's the most important thing to you, man? You know, in as far as life, man, in life, what's the most important thing to Jafar Thomas? The most important thing to me is, you know, just I would say just being the best person I can be like I know I, I'm you know in life you gotta find your purpose and I feel like my purpose is to be the best I can be and just you know share my share and show why I'm here and just show love and do what I'm supposed to do that's it man help help and help out as many ways as I can you know you can help out doing different things working you helping doing that I can help out big time on the field. Absolutely. Really make those plays. You get help on and off the field, man. You get with the right organization and you get the opportunity to do all those things, man. And, and, and you know, I'm really, yeah. I'm, I'm pulling for you, man. And you got any social media you want to Appreciate it. Absolutely. Uh, uh, any social? Uh, yeah, my, uh, my Twitter is my name, Jafar Thomas, J-A-F-A-R. T H O M A S underscore. Uh, my Instagram is the same thing. Uh, they can, people can follow me, friends, everybody just follow me. Everything is legit. <laughs> Nothing is made up. I really live the life you see. That's it. Yes. All buddy. <laughs> yep, all positive, all positivity, man. man. Every day. Yeah, we keep it real. And I appreciate you coming on the Victory Formation podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you for having me, man. Really a blessing. Thank you, man. Have a good night, man. Enjoy your weekend and be safe. Thank you. You too. Be safe too. All right, man. Peace. All right. Talk to you soon. You too, brother. Hello, Peyton Kendrick. Yes, sir. How are you doing? Hey, hi, and welcome to the Victory Formation Podcast. Quarterback Peyton Kedrick, 2020 draft prospect from Western New Mexico State. I mean, Western New Mexico University. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you, sir? 
Good man, hanging in there. So, what 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 made you uh, start playing football? Uh, just as a kid, I was always very athletic. You know, um, my uh, stepdad he he'd always just go out there and throw the ball with me, and I just always loved the game. I loved watching it. Um, I was very competitive from a young age too, and always liked to uh, you know root against his team and stuff. So I just really developed a passion from you know watching the old Cowboys games, uh, Chiefs, and you know just fell in love with it at a very young age. And you always played quarterback, or did you play other positions as well? I actually started out playing receiver and safety, and then, um, you know, I didn't like n- not being able to get the ball <laughs> all the time. So, yeah, um, you know, in a position that, you know, you hold the ball and hold the most power is playing the position of quarterback. And, you know, you get to make all the decisions. So I feel like I just kind of evolved into that. I was actually um, – asked to transition um, my sophomore year in high school because we needed a quarterback and they saw me throwing at practice and gave me a shot and ended up uh, making the team playing JV quarterback and receiver on varsity and safety. So in my junior year, I just switched just to quarterback and uh, corner and then my senior just played strictly quarterback and been playing it ever since. And playing quarterback as a senior, uh coming out did you have any schools interested you uh, interested in you or did you get recruited or how did that work out yeah actually it was kind of funny um, one of the one of the biggest camps i went to was a western new mexico camp with uh, the previous coaches and it had a bunch of division two and some low d1 double a teams there um, but out of high school you know every kid wanted to go d1 and i felt like i had a a, a real shot at it so I, I decided to go ju- junior college route and I went to uh, Minnesota West uh, Technical and Community College up in Minnesota um, kind of wanted to just you know test the waters out there and you know play with play with different people and um, I did have interest from a lot of the JUCOs in Arizona but I was under the assumption that they were going to be closing down even though they didn't until uh, recently but so I went there for two years and was um, ranked top nationally fourth um, both seasons. And uh, the only guys that were ranked ahead of me is, um, you know, Jordan Tamu, who played XFL, and uh, yeah. Francis, uh, Francois, I believe, um, who played at uh, East Mississippi Valley, uh, and um, uh, Shannon Patrick, and they all went D1. and. Um, I chose to go to Western New Mexico because uh, it was close to home and um, my fiance was pregnant at the time too. So it was, it was just a good transition for me and my family. And they were a great well, program too. Yeah, how, how was it? Uh, how was the program? How was, uh, what, was it a winning team, uh, Western New Mexico? Or how was your senior season? Um, see, senior season was tough. Um, you know, uh, we, we had gotten new coaches. Uh, the previous coaches had left. Um, the new coaches coming in, they, you know, all great guys. Like Coach Tristan, he's um, still a man I talked to. He's, you know, a very, very good Christian man. He, you know, he gave me the best opportunity I could. Um, our OC, um, uh, you know, he, we, we struggled a lot uh, scoring the ball. Um, and senior season didn't go the way we planned, but you know we were in a lot of good games, and and we played, we played uh, two Division One teams, um, like each year too. So you know it, it was just all around great experience, and I, I had fun with all, all all my friends on the team and stuff, and you know a bunch of great guys. Some some are getting looked at by some NFL teams too. So. Absolutely, and. And you were able to come out of there, and, and you had some all-star invites. Uh, what, what what all-star invites did you have coming out of college? Yeah, I, I was invited to a couple uh, college bowl games, um, like the Dream Bowl. There was one down in uh, Tampa and stuff, and um, I was invited to the National Scouting Combine. Um, I, had, uh, I have a couple of tryout offers from CFL teams and uh, – well, take me through that. How was the National Combine? How do you think you performed? 
I think I did. I think I did well. Um, there's always room for improvement. Uh, I threw the ball well, um, really on target. I'm actually trying to come out with a little bit of some clips to, you know, show my accuracy, you know, ball strength and um, yeah. feet work position and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's it's definitely a new experience. Uh, definitely seen good ball placement from you. Um, yeah, man, definitely. Uh, I, li I like your ball placement. I think you, you really hit the uh, short and intermediate stuff really well. And uh, intelligent player, you put it in some tight windows. Uh, yeah, definitely, man. You know, some really good tape. And and, and what, do, what do you take away from that whole combine experience? Uh what are some areas that, that you think you did really good and what are some areas you feel you can improve upon? Um, the, you know, the improvements is, you know, just staying good with uh, footwork and, you know, um, ensuring the long ball and stuff, you know, um, I, I have I have pretty good uh, strength, you know, I, I was listed at like throwing the ball 70 plus, um, I don't know the official measurement. But I know it was pretty deep, um, just uh, from flat-footed position. Um, so I, I've, you know, there's always stuff to work on, you know, especially like uh, just like some athleticism stuff, like you know, getting a little bit faster. Um, I'd like to personally work on um, maybe if that's you know dropping weight or you know just getting physically better. You know, bettering myself every day. You know, there's always something to work on. Um, I'm just trying to nitpick those, uh, you know, and, you know, just increasing the um, the mindset of everything, you know, because it was it was a crazy experience. You know, I flew all well, the way yeah. to Indianapolis. You, you got to speed everything up. Everything's going to be faster, faster, faster. It doesn't matter at what level. It's going to be faster than what you're used to. So, oh, yeah, definitely. You know, uh, you got you got guys coming off the edge that running four fours and stuff, you know. So. Yeah, it's amazing the, the, these big guys what they're doing now, and yeah. uh, I like to I like to ask guys this question right here: uh, what 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 does quarterback Peyton Kendrick bring to an organization, a pro organization? What does he bring? Man, I just I I bring someone that's willing to do anything to uh, get better. You know, each and every single day, uh, I want nothing more than to win and make my teammates better, whether it's coming in and competing for a spot or coming in and being the starter right away. It doesn't matter to me. Just getting the opportunity to um, show what talents I can bring and help an organization win is the most important thing to me. That's it, man. That's the right answer right there because it's a team sport and, you know, there's a lot of selfishness going on and, and, and it takes guys being able to work together and that means they have to practice and everything. Being able to get along and 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 just know what the, the other guy's gonna do, and you know, I, I just talked to somebody who, who who was a used to be a quarterback and now playing wide receiver, and now I'm talking to a quarterback that used to play wide receiver, and I think that gives you a tremendous perspective, and you get to to see it from both angles, man. And, oh. and uh, oh, yes, sir. Like um, you know, like a lot of people say is like if the ball hits both hands, they should catch it even if they drop it, but. You know, I always look to myself, what what could I have done better? Should, could I have put it better in his chest? You know, because they got to worry about catching the ball and getting hit. I just got to throw in the ball and have them make me look good. You know, and, you know, the linemen, they do all the dirty work. You know, if you, you know, if, if you're not treating your linemen well, you're probably not going to be treated well from the defense. So you, you got to keep your the whole team together. And that's why the quarterback position is one of the most important on a team because you're not just a leader but you're the glue of you you you're supposed to hold everything together well you got to make the o-line want to protect you you know exactly. what i mean and they're good guys they're good guys but you don't want to be on their bad side because you'll be on your backside, and <laughs> you know so man i'm going to give you an opportunity to plug any social media let anybody come on and check out your highlights uh, any social media you got? Oh yeah, um, you can follow me on Twitter at Kendrick underscore Peyton K E N D R I C K underscore P E Y T O N. Um, I have my highlights on there. Um, 
I'm going to make another little highlight tape of what I did at the combine. You know, just eager to get an opportunity, and I promise if getting if I got an opportunity, I, I would not. I would make oh, the best yeah. of it. Plug your other opportunity too. You got something going on possibly with Australia, right? Oh yes, um, yeah. I do have uh, a lot of. Well, I have a lot of European teams that are interested in me and giving me uh, contracts and throwing throwing out some contracts. Um, currently, right now, I'm in the talks with the, the Australian um, UNSW uh, Raiders and um, looking like to go over there and play um, professionally for them. Well, well, listen, I don't care where you go. It's it's you're doing what you love, man. You're fun, you're passionate, and that's all that matters, man. And I appreciate having you on the Victory Formation podcast. Quarterback Peyton Kendrick, a 2020 NFL draft prospect, Western New Mexico University, man. Have a good night, man. Yes, sir. You too.